0: Patriots up until now have had no interest. Now, could that change? Yeah, I mean, it could it could change, but I can tell you flat out up until through this morning, you know there had not been any overtures of any fashion by the Patriots. The closest Andy Dalton ever got uh, to ending up on another roster was with the Chicago Bears. Unfortunately, the Bears said, hey, we're going to check on Nick Foles first. Nick Foles was like, yeah, I'll come there, and, and that killed Andy Dalton moving on to Chicago. I think again, this is all about alignment. I think in Andy Dalton's mind, too, you look at the landscape and you go, where can I go and be Ryan Tannehill where can I go and get in house and actually have the coaching staff go hey you know what actually this guy might be the better player
1: Yahoo Sports Charles Robinson talking about Andy Dalton. Quarterback musical chairs is on. Dalton's nine year run with the Cincinnati Bengals is over. Released by the franchise yesterday. He had been the Bengals' primary starting quarterback since being taken in the 2011 draft. So where will he land now? He's been in the playoffs with the Bengals and multiple playoff appearances in there. So you'd think there's a shot somewhere. We'll see how this shakes out. I hear this PK and Probably think the same thing you think. Does it take you back to the Mountain West days and TCU? <laughs>
2: why would it? Why does it do that? Because <laughs> Andy Dalton was at TCU. Okay, yes, he was. That's, I separate pros from college. Uh, with the, Texans wide receiver
1: Brandon Cook says he takes being traded three times in his six-year career as a point of pride. The way I look at it, I take it as a positive. I'm wanted and that I'm valued at a high level still. First comments from Cook says he was traded to Houston from the Rams. I think the issue with him will be uh, how many games can he play? There have been injury issues. There have been concussion issues. He's made big plays at times, but he's not coming off a big year.
2: No, it takes me back to Oregon State, though.
1: Ah, Back to the Pac-12? Yeah, the night at Rice-Eccles. He had a big night. He did. Sudden disappearance of sports will erase at least $12 billion in revenue and hundreds of thousands of jobs. It's an economic catastrophe. that will more than double if the college football and NFL schedules are wiped out this fall by the coronavirus pandemic. It's an analysis conducted for ESPN shows. As an economist, you stand back, you look at the carnage that's taking place, dumbfounded, awestruck mind-numbing, said Patrick Risch, who directs the sports business program at Washington University in St. Louis. All of those phrases, they're all relevant because we just have never seen anything on this scale. No, we haven't. we got to get back to it. Well, that brings us to SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey. <laughs>
0: Hashtag
1: college football. The focus is on preparing to play as scheduled, Labor Day weekend. I think that's an important message uh, publicly. I think it's important for our, our student-athletes to hear from me that we're focused on that preparation. Now, whether or not we can make that happen, that's going to be up to the circumstances around the virus. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey hoping there is unity among the FBA, FBS conferences when it comes time to resume college football activities so now we just wait to see when they start camps because obviously that'll give us a, a heads up on how this is trending PK
2: yeah I wonder if they really need unity because if uh, school XYZ or conference XYZ doesn't want to play well and you do I mean if you don't they're not going to put money in your pocket so I mean I know we're all in this thing together but we got to look out for ourselves here there's nobody putting money in my pocket except me.
1: Well, I would expect it comes down to most conferences uh, moving together. I don't know about getting all ten of them because they don't, they don't have an NCAA commissioner or anything like that, so every conference will make its own deal, and that's two-thirds to three-quarters of your schedule right there. So if a conference decides to go forward, you assume they got the vote of most of the schools, and that means most of the games are going to happen. So I assume that's the level this decision is going to get made at. Uh, makes sense to me, yeah. Big 12 commissioner Bob Bowlesby said he's optimistic about college football starting on time or close to it, but he is skeptical of being able to go through the entire season without a disruption due to COVID-19. I worry more about the end of the season the postseason than I do the beginning parts of the season. If the ro- virus comes roaring back in the traditional flu and virus season of November, December through March, I wonder if we're going to get basketball seasons in. I wonder if we're going to get the college football playoff in. I wonder if we're going to get to the NCAA tournament. We'll be lucky to get through the postseason of the basketball season without disruptions. So that's Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby with a slightly different spin. So camp gets going. August looks like normal. We kick off games in September, October, but we're still looking over our shoulder.
2: Yeah, well, I wonder if we're ever going to be clear of this thing to where we can get any semblance of normal life. If we don't have it, what's the point anyway?
1: University of Iowa President Bruce Harrell said he anticipates the Hawkeyes football program will resume activities after June 1. He told the State Board of Regents Thursday, we're ever so hopeful that this virus will be behind us at that point and we'll be able to get back into what we normally do. We've missed spring practice, but right now June 1 is the date. We're going to get back to practice and here we go. So there's the president of the University of Iowa. I
2: think we should keep a checklist now, and until we, we're not going to rest until we get to every single AD and coach and commissioner, and we should take ch- a daily checkoff and have a tote board. Okay, we've heard from Iowa, we've heard from you know fill in the blank school, and just keep a list until we, we get everyone's opinion.
1: All right, well we're about to get LeBron James's opinion. Hashtag NBA. The executives that I've spoken to, in fact, they were optimistic long before I was. I was just going through some some notes from from recent conversations, and, you know, I had one GM telling me, uh, I don't know, this was a couple weeks ago, 100% were coming back and playing. I, I mean, it was, I would say three out of four were
0: supremely optimistic that they were going to find a way to play again. And I think
1: that's the puzzling part of the report is the suggestion, or at least the one that I saw out there was that some executives and players don't want to play and and that this is an owner's driven thing. And while it is an owner's driven thing, I have not heard from any executives that they do not want to play. That's Rick Bucher. There's a report that came CNBC report that came out right at the end of our show yesterday. And PK, I just think when you quote unnamed executives and unnamed agents, there's dozens of agents. There are, but just looking at the way the Jazz are organized, there's five or six people who could pass as an NBA executive who said, and then you multiply that times thirty teams, 150 people don't agree, and a couple people anonymously took one side or the other of the issue. I don't find that surprising at all. I wouldn't think there's unity in the community, as you like to say. Yeah, I mean, we're just going to tennis match this thing back and forth. I'm sick of it. LeBron James, with his quote, I saw some reports about execs and agents want to cancel the season. That's absolutely not true. Nobody I know said anything like that. As soon as it's safe, we'd like to finish our season. I'm ready. Our team is ready. Nobody should be canceling anything. All right, check LeBron off the list. There it is, DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Little League World Series canceled for the first time since the organization began due to the COVID-19 panic pandemic. Little League International. Once announced the move, Thursday also canceled regional tournaments, championship tournaments, and other Little League divisions, including softball, planning on return for 2021. It's been played every year since 1947. The next tournament will be the 75th Little League World Series. So, pushing that back. What is training is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801 295 1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up later this morning, David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, is going to join us at 8 o'clock. Mark Amicone from the Salt Lake Bees, the team president and GM, will be here at 8.30. And the spring football tour continues. Laramie, hello. Wyoming Cowboys beat writer Michael Katz joins us from the Laramie Boomerang and the Wyoming Tribune Eagle. Of course, Wyoming on the Utah and Utah State schedules this year. Alright, that's what's coming up this morning. Stay with us. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
2: Now let's get this party
0: started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Would you have foregone money for free food? No, because I was getting free food. (laughs) Jeez, man, I was. Oh, dude, the mic's on. (laughs) Man, I'm 20 years removed. Everybody was getting free food of some sort. Oh, man. So there were some places where you guys knew you could go and get a free meal. Yeah. Were you careful not to abuse it, or would you just wrecking no. those places? Yes. <laughs> I know there's a couple places in Logan. I like how you're trying to put this back on me. <laughs> I'm sure the voice would get some free grub, too. Uh, I've not gotten any free grub, so. You recognize this? Sam freaking Merrill. <laughs> Sam, I am. Oh, that's a steak. What the hell just happened? What the hell just happened? <laughs> Hanson and Scotty. weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
1: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're brought to you in part by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical is always open during this challenging time. Call Master Electrical at 801 543 2222 for upfront pricing and your satisfaction is guaranteed. Master Electrical Services will light up your day. All right, the question of the day it's up on our Facebook page. Restrictions are easing up May 1st. What do you want to do? And I think Nate speaks for a lot of people when he says, "I want to go to a jazz game and yell at the refs." Ah, oh, the good old days when the refs really pissed you off. You'd be pissed. stand it's up, fetching and refs, man. <laughs> oh, if it weren't for Dick Bavetta,
2: there'd be somebody else to blame, probably. <laughs> well, that's not going to happen. But yeah, today some restrictions are easing, so we finally have some good news. I and mean, we can show the uh, what's trending, what's glooming. As we listen to everybody out there who predicts this and that, and we report on it, uh, I want some good news, man. Let's get this thing going. And some things are happening today. Yeah. Hallelujah. I mean, it's interesting. We had on Golden Hold yesterday. He owns Sleepy Ridge, right? And he was saying this April, which has just concluded, he went double. The situation from Compared to last April Now some of that was weather And this was the driest April on record We understand that But a lot of it is Man people want to get out and do stuff And golf is one of the things That somebody out there Whoever is Doctor whomever Has allowed us to do Thank God for him or her And so they want to do things So here we go man Restrictions are easing Go do things Whatever they may be Rick
1: wants to play baseball Cody wants to play volleyball Cody, I think, is being funny. I think that's uh, that might be a volleyball video reference there from uh, Orem a couple weeks ago. But Rick wants to play ball. Good. Baseball rec league starting up. Does anybody know? Any of that going to happen? Uh, what rec leagues in baseball are you talking about? Uh, I don't know. There must be like city rec leagues and stuff like that. Oh, really? Play softball, Joshua says. Okay, there's slow pitch softball out there for sure slow pitch fast pitch medium pitch (laughs) medium pitch you ever play medium pitch softball (laughs) I heard a fast pitch I played slow pitch (laughs) medium pitch
2: well that's a guy who you can't throw as hard (laughs) okay
1: Brett says I want to hit the actual gym I want to go to Moab I want to sit down in a restaurant I want to resume face to face meetings and site visits and then an asterisk at the bottom still very grateful for my friend's backyard gym at a place to work okay, out. sure. Should have had some. Yeah. G- should have some jazz players over to the old backyard gym.
2: Well, some of these gyms are going to be opening, are they not?
1: I believe they are. I don't. Uh, you can uh, hit us up on social media if your gym is or isn't. I mean, obviously, Northern
2: Utah, Box Elder County area. I think said they were going to open up yeah. all theirs up there. Great, that's great news.
1: Pete says nothing's easing up, guys. There are more rules than before. That's not true. There's new rules, but new rules go hand in hand with some stuff opening up. Oh, we just got hit up here. Jaron says uh, no rec sports until at least June and pending. So there you go. City rec leagues not firing things up
2: yet. Maybe in a month. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, all the cities got to be all careful. I mean, that's why Sleepy Ridge. Yeah, I don't. It's not city owned. The, the man owns it, so didn't have to be. Uh, over the top or extra careful, or whatever you want to say, and not to say that they aren't careful because obviously they are. Uh, but uh, you know, it's, as opposed to municipalities. Sarah says she's going to stay
1: home as much as possible, which got a thumbs up from Jeremy and Justin with the laughing emoji is laughing at her. Good. Sarah, That's the great
2: home. thing about it is let us decide what we want to do.
1: Randy wants to get a haircut. So does Margie. Dave wants to get a haircut, too. And barbers are going to be busy. His hairstylists barbers? are going to be busy. <laughs> the barber. shaving right down to the scalp.
2: Uh, hair's hair. It can grow back and get a cut. That's the least of my worries.
1: Should I get a haircut? I'm starting to get comments on social media. People see me on uh, TV. The hair's now well uh, probably gone uh, twice as long, more than twice as long. I usually go with a haircut. I put up the poll question. It made you laugh yesterday at the end of the show, so I put it up today. Right uh-huh. now, yes, I should get a haircut is getting 22% of the vote. 31% for nope, get a perm. Old school. A ponytail, getting 40% of the vote. It's early. Go to David DJ
2: James, cast your vote. I honestly couldn't care less if you got a haircut (laughs) What what, what difference does it make? I don't know Who cares, man? Lots of people care It's not going to make any difference in your work It's not going to make any difference in who you are it's just hair. Get just, over it. It doesn't matter. It just, just it doesn't matter to me. It's not getting in the way of where you the way you play. You know Harpering talked about how he used to keep it real short when he was playing and he's grown it out a little bit cuz he's not playing. All right, well that makes sense. <laughs> keep it shorter when you're playing cuz you you know you're playing basketball and you don't want it to be bothering you. I saw one of those guys who does uh, they, they do these things of these players, you know, making a shot, and they mimic them, uh-huh. and, and they put them out there on, on social media, and they it's funny. You know, I'm not a big impression guy before. All right, I got it. Uh, but there was, was one guy who was imitating uh, Steve Nash, and Steve Nash went the reverse. He went long hair as playing, and now shorter hair when he's not playing, as opposed to Harpering doing it the other way around. And it's got him, and he had the long hair parted down the middle, and so he was playing. They were pretending that uh, one was Steve Nash and somebody was somebody else, and he makes a pass, and, and then Steve Nash goes back on defense, and you see him there just taking his uh, putting his fingers in his mouth to get him wet and then putting his hair back behind his ear, and... It, it's funny, yeah, and funny for one time, and I can watch it, but you know, if your hair is something that got in the way of your performance as whatever job you may have, in this case it was obviously an NBA basketball player, then I can see it. But your hair, when you tell me we have right great moments in RSL or whatever you're doing these days, it's has no bearing on anything. Those great moments, they stand alone in the history of RSL.
1: <laughs> Regardless of my hair length and our yes. style. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Alex just tweeted in that I should get cornrows. Yeah, that's not happening, Alex. But style so a barber not, to do
2: that. Uh, and if you're going to go to a barber, I don't know anybody goes to a barber, but apparently used to do, uh, then you would get it cut. You would not be getting cornrows or what have you.
1: Shave it down to the scalp. I'm going to get the Cody Barton. Take it
2: all the way down. Yeah, probably not. And it doesn't work for you. It's not who you are. If it's for Cody Barton's way, then that's the way it is. I mean, you got to be true to yourself. Darren says, I'm going to
1: lock myself away from everyone else. It turns out the last couple of months were better this way. Isn't Darren, Darren going to fly solo.
2: That's the great thing about it. You get to choose. Yeah. So quit taking away my choices. My body, my choice.
1: Uh, Kevin's right there. Kevin's going to stay home and not die. That's a positive. The overwhelming uh, percentage is you won't die. Jeff says, I want to watch the Jazz. I think Jeff
2: speaks. We all do. Jeff speaks for a lot of people. But that's not going to happen. It's going to happen. It's just not going to happen this week. It's going to happen.
1: Uh, let's see. we get got, we got uh, Richard says, Stay home until people aren't dying from COVID-19. And Michael says, Richard, you're going to be staying home
2: forever. I know. And good. If that's what Richard wants to do, let him do it.
1: Russell says, I would love to eat out. Well, you're going to have that opportunity. Go to a restaurant and order food. Yeah. Old school style. And yes, I'll have the nachos. If that's what you want, right on. It's an expression that's waiting to be shared. All right, you got things you want to do? Let us know. Hit us up on uh, Facebook, DJ and PK. Hit us up on uh, Twitter
2: at David DJ James. This is a great day, May first, a day that will go down in history. The easing of the restrictions, what do they color from red to orange? Is that what it is? Yep, apparently. And what's next?
1: Uh, yellow or green? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm I, asking, I, don't, I, don't, I really don't know. I was guessing yellow or green as well, no. so.
2: Yeah. I don't, well, I know you guys are going of the stoplight version, but orange obviously isn't a stoplight. Magenta? Blue? Green?
1: Brown? Call me? Magenta? Magenta. What is that? Oh, it's like a purple or something. I don't really know. It wasn't in my crayon box. So I never learned it, but my wife refers to it. I, oh, that's purple. She goes, no, that's magenta. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know you
2: had a crayon is. box? I did. Wow.
1: So lucky. <laughs> Didn't have crayons at that Catholic school you went to?
2: Kind I of a, sucked at any form of art.
1: What kind of kindergarten did you go through?
2: Uh, Catholic school? Yeah. assumed you had crayons. Uh, if they did, I didn't want them. I can't draw anything. I have no artistic uh, capability there, nor had any interest in that. Stick figures. I'm a, I'm a one-dimensional guy, man. <laughs> it was all about sports growing up. I got a job in sports. I don't go to plays. I don't go to theater. I don't read good literature. <laughs> I am the opposite of a Renaissance man. I know it's cool to think you've got varied interests. People like to do that with music, you know. What's your what what music oh I love all kinds. Well, aren't you cool? <laughs> Stop it. I'm not gonna come over
1: to the Kenahan house, a little Bach will be playing. <laughs> Never. No. They No eighteen
2: twelve an, overture? Come on. They give answers ah, to the, they give the answers that they think you want to hear, and it's going to reflect well on you. Yeah, well, I really like all kinds of music. Be freaking ass, you do. <laughs> Stop it. It's not true. You're just giving that answer. So, wow, you're really cultured. Well, people out there in Radio Land, PK is not cultured, nor will he ever be cultured, nor does he want to be cultured. How about that? I'm into sports. And I like a couple of forms of music, and that's freaking it. And I'm extremely happy with that. Why do I have to be cultured? You want me to go see a play?
1: No. Knocking the door of the Kinahan household. I do believe I hear John Coltrane wafting through that.
2: Nope. Nope, not happening. I mean, I can listen to it, but it's not like I regularly do it. So every time I hear that, oh, I really like all kinds. Yeah. Right. (laughs) <laughs> sell me something else that isn't true you just want to say it so you think you look good to the person you're saying it to and appear good
1: Ryan's not going for the culture uh, I tweeted out the restrictions are easy on May 1st what do you want to do and he answers with GIF it's Will Farrell shirt off, microphone in the right hand, left uh, left hand in a fist punching to the sky. We're going streaking. It's from old school, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no culture there. <laughs> go to a frat party, have a few
2: beers and go streaking. There's some culture. I can honestly say I've never gone streaking. <laughs> I don't think that's, I've ever been nude outside. That's a win. <laughs> My nudity is restricted to indoors.
1: Colton says, what I want, I want to go to a Bees game, but that won't happen for a while, if at all. Well, we're going to have Mark Amicone, Salt Lake Bees team president and GM, on to address exactly that issue, Colton. Because we know hundreds of thousands of you go hang out at the ballpark every season. So,
2: Oh, he'll, for sure, yeah. He'll be here at 8.30, one hour from now. I mean, our summer nights are just spectacular up here. I've often said that. You know, I'm not going to live the rest of my life in Utah, or at least not year-round. I'm not from here. I have zero family here. Uh, So I can see myself living in another place. And if that comes to pass, and I don't know what's going to happen, maybe I will live the rest of my life. One thing I've learned as I've gotten older is don't make any difference make no definitive statements. My uncle says, don't make definitive statements.
1: Just makes retreat much more difficult later on.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, as I've learned, as things have come my way that I didn't anticipate and I find myself in situations that I never thought that I would be in, I've learned that it's really pointless. You don't really know what you're going to do until you're faced with that very situation to say you're never going to do this or I won't do this. Like, uh, uh, am I going to end up in jail? I don't think so, but I'm not going to rule it out. <laughs> well, that's the truth. Yeah, have been an extreme example. Have
1: a well, plan, but be prepared to adjust.
2: Well, When you're faced in the moment, who knows right. what's going to happen? True story. But one of the things that I will, if I should leave here, I should say if, because I can't say Definitely. As far as the weather, I think the number one thing I would miss is summer nights here because they're just absolutely gorgeous. And growing up in the Phoenix area, you know, we get hot during the day, but at least there is some form of cooling off in the evening, whereas down there, no. You're talking maybe 110 to 100. You know, there's really no cooling off that that provides you with any relief. And they even don't even, don't have daylight savings, so the sun goes down an hour earlier, you should go down five hours earlier, man. They should have the, the other way, not daylight losing rather than daylight savings, you know, because it's just so blazing hot there. But here, it's gorgeous. And one of the things that you take advantage of is be, the, going to the bees ballpark and sitting out there and uh, BSing with your friends and having a hot dog and a beer or a soda, whatever you is your choice. And watching these minor leaguers, occasionally you get some guys that run through that are on their way up. You know, most of them aren't, but some of them are. We, we had a glorious three weeks with Mike Trout before the Angels could keep him under contract and control for another year. So they play that game. in the high-profile guys, they do that. They did that with Chris Bryant, obviously, of the Cubs, that kid that went to University of San Diego. And so they did that with Trout. And you get guys that come through here, but even still. It doesn't really matter, though. at least I don't think it matters. I think most folks go for the experience rather than, you know, you go to the Jazz game, which is part of the experience, but the experience includes whether they did win or lose. The Bs, now you don't want guys just, you know, letting the ground balls go through their legs and just making a mockery of the game out there. You don't want a bunch of 18 to 17 games. You can handle them occasionally, but, you know, you want some form of real baseball. And these guys, even though most of them won't make the majors, they still are really really good. They're just not good enough to make the majors, but they're still really really good. And not having bees baseball, maybe not so much now although the weather has been spectacular of late, but when we get into June, July and August, yeah, man, that's just that's that's a hole in our community.
1: Well, I would say if I could just uh, plan the rest of your life for you, if you aren't living here year round, I would think the next most likely option, and you're right, there's no guarantees, you could you could do, you know, plan j instead of plan b but plan b would be you're you've got family in arizona you'd make the perfect snowbird you do the winter thing and then when it starts cranking out 105 degrees you're up here going to bees games because you do know people up here and you do have friends up here and you got a place up here so you would actually make the perfect snowbird
2: yeah but that bugs me that you call me a snowbird in my homeland
1: (laughs) (laughs) I i know but Utah summers are awesome, and Arizona winters are awesome. And if you had a chance to combo the two of those, yeah, I don't know, a lot of people are going to look at you go, you moron, what are you doing that for? I know, but don't call me a snowbird, because that has a negative connotation. That means you're from Chicago, and you actually you get lost if you leave your house for two minutes, because you don't know your way around, because you're just fleeing from the weather, and you got no roots there, and you got no family, and you're just coming in and driving up the cost of real estate, you snowbird. Yeah.
2: Exactly, among other things, the pollution mm-hmm. and the longer Traffic. lines, yeah. longer times to play around a golf. Yeah, we hate them people. As opposed to
1: a proud graduate of Thunderbird High, who could be dropped off anywhere in the valley blindfolded and find his
2: way back home. Now you're talking my language.
1: That's what I thought you wanted to hear.
2: Yes, exactly. Give me a Whataburger while you're at. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my people. That's my land. Yes. That, that, that would be ideal if I could set that up, for sure, uh, to go down there because, you know, January, February, March, right. and most of April, it's and spectacular. We got, we
1: got an outdoor stadium pointed at a mountain, and the sun sits on the mountain. It's like, really? You can sit there and think, I wonder what they screwed up. How could they have done this better? Well, get back to me when you figure that out. Because when the sun's setting on the mountain, and it's the fourth or fifth inning, and the temperatures drop down into the 80s, you're like, this is awesome. <laughs> whereas, yes. whereas if you go to Major League Baseball, which is great because the, the thing is, I don't think there's that big a gap between AAA and the majors. What you really notice is there's no stars. That's what you miss. You know, that top 10 or 20 percent, well the AAA guys, if you get one of those guys, it's like it's like trout, they're just passing through. you know they're not here very long. David Ortiz would be an outlier right because he was one of those elite guys and he was here for a while. But that's one guy in 25 going on 30 years. So that's what you really miss. I think that if you took uh, you know if you took one of the B starting pitchers and swapped them with somebody in the Angels bullpen, I mean it might be a little different, but it's not going to be a lot different. I don't think there's that big a gap.
2: No, but a lot of a little adds up to a lot. It does. Bunch. And
1: what you really miss, though, you really miss those stars. You know, you miss those 3-4-5 hitters those, and then the ace on the staff. I mean, that's, that's where there's night and day separation. So, But you are going to watch a bunch of middle relievers if you go to a major league game. And, you know, so, All right, the question of the day. Restrictions are easing up May 1. What do you want to do? Uh, we've got uh, Jack who says I want to watch them play in the NCAA tournament is that too much to ask for and they got a gif of Kada and he's turned around and he's he's just all he's on an adrenaline rush and he's just screaming at nobody in particular their whole team can't guard me
2: how's <laughs> so he saying that in English
1: yeah you can lip read it I mean they've got the little caption on the screen to help you out I wouldn't I probably wouldn't have been able to figure it out without that it's a real quick It's it's like looping every two seconds
2: Okay, so well, yeah, that sucks. That's gone and that's gone forever. The 2020 version of that that'll never return. Obviously, you not you cannot recreate that under any circumstance, and that and that's woefully unfortunate. Uh, that's the timing of that couldn't have been any worse. I mean, it just seemed like that uh, once Rudy Gobert in the game, boom, the domino effect. I don't know that I've ever seen anything as quick and as widespread. As once that happened on that, uh, I think it was a Wednesday night. Yep, it was and by the you know by Friday, the world of sports was basically shut down, and the nca got caught up in it and all that stuff. I mean, so that's gone, not coming back. But you'll we'll get that. I mean this this is must have must have what it would have been like in the early '40s when things were canceled because of uh, World War Two, the war. You know what I mean? Because we see that stuff didn't happen then. And now, the record and the history books, uh, they'll show, the history books and the record will show this type of similar thing of, okay, this didn't happen because of this. And it seems to me that, you know, it was inconceivable. That's something that happened the way back when. It's like people in the 1800s, they didn't get up and go to work at 8 o'clock and come home at 5 o'clock and have dinner and. Nope. And hang out. It just, even if they did, it doesn't seem like they did. And there's no way. That just seems like that that didn't even exist. You mean to tell me there were people roaming the earth in the 1500s? I don't buy it. <laughs> it just <laughs> You know, it didn't, didn't seem real. And that same thing when you look and going down and you see, uh, you know, no season, no season, whatever sport it might have been. Uh, and we didn't have as many pro sports at that point, obviously, but we still had some colleges going on, and you didn't see that. Well, it, it doesn't seem real. I like, oh, yeah, man, man, that really sucked for those people back then. But then you go on to the next thing, it barely even sticks in your mind for two seconds well now here this is similar to that for different reasons but basically the purpose being that they couldn't do it and so here it becomes more real and somehow in my mind then as I look at record books and see those things I can have a more of a, a sense of a connection wow they didn't play the, the BYU-Utah series in 42 or 40, whatever it might be and because of that reason somehow now I can relate to that more than I ever could
1: May 1st. Today, stuff's opening up. It's May Day. What do you want to do? What are you looking forward to? Hit us up on Facebook, DJ and PK. On Twitter, David DJ James. Use your phone. Use the open mic. Use the app. Send us your take. Yak will get it on the air. Uh, Aaron really wants to uh, hold on to March Madness. Missing The March Madness. The thing is, you know, we'd had, and the Aggies had been an NSA tournament team last year. But before that, we'd had a couple years with nobody in state making it. And this year, we were going to have two teams for the first time since, I don't even know when, 2014, maybe, 15, something like that. It was going to be exciting. There were a couple of fan bases fully motivated. So I get that that one is showing up over and over again.
2: Yeah, but that's not real in the moment. There's things that are real in the moment that you can do that you weren't allowed to be able to do just a couple of days ago, if not yesterday, and uh, wishing for things to come back. Uh, yeah, I get it, uh, but it's sort of a, a hopeless cause there. Uh, things aren't going to uh, change in that way. But here, there's a bunch of stuff now that's that are opening up. I mean, simple things, man. That's, that's the thing about it. For me, going with my wife and having those chips of chili and dipping them in the salsa and say I'm only going to eat some of them and then eat three platefuls. (laughs) You know, I miss
1: that. Getting a a refill on the soda while you do it? Now now I'm full.
2: (laughs) I walk out of there with uh, at least three Coke Zeros downed, at least. But then you go light on the dinner and you just split a salad. So you sort of make up for it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I don't know if it works like that, but okay. I think it does. It's, How many calories are you throwing down with those chips?
2: Hence, sort of make up for yeah, okay. it. Okay. Not completely. But yeah, so you don't order some big fat dinner. And so in that mind, you know, you know, I don't do it every day, obviously. I don't even do it every week. Uh, I probably would do it at most once a month. But this, the thought that I can't do something is actually worse than the thought that I can do something because I'm probably not going to do it. But once you tell me I can't do something, suddenly I want to do that more than I actually did it when I had no restriction on being available to do it. Yeah, Yeah,
1: that's the inner seven-year-old in all of us. You might not want to do something, but as soon as your parents tell you, you can't, don't go play in the street. I really want to go throw the football around in the street. I mean, it just, yeah, absolutely. And it's the same now. You don't actually want to go out to dinner, you know, seven nights a week. But as soon as you're told you can't go out to dinner, you think about it seven nights a week. Although at no point in the last 10 years did you go out to dinner seven nights in a row when you were sitting at home. Well, if you're at home, then you can't be going out to dinner because well, you, you could you're be home. you could be on the road traveling and go out to dinner because it's work and, you know, you're on the road. You have to. Right, you have to. But, I mean, if you're at, if you're living your normal life at home, you don't go out to dinner seven nights a week.
2: Uh, no, very rarely, although uh, maybe get takeout and bring it home. But they're probably not going out, out, but getting food that isn't produced at home. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that experience of your parents told you not to do anything, because I don't think my parents told me not to, not to do anything. To, <laughs> I, got know, told,
1: I got told not to do stuff. As soon as you said that, that's what I thought of as a little kid, you know. Right. It's raining. You can't go out and play. Well, I, I got the TVs over there, and I got toys in the room and everything, but I want to go outside and play. It's not raining that hard. Uh, not getting, had,
2: come on. You have TV and toys in the room. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's because you were the oldest. <laughs> you can always tell. Like, my brother. Jim Ingles. Joe Ingalls comes on and yeah. tells us everything about his two kids uh-huh. because they're brand new to him, and his kids are the most special thing ever to him. Every parent goes through it. Well, around here, you have five or six kids, and little uh, whomever Joey is the fifth or sixth kid. You're like... The kid, hey, mom, yeah, yeah, do whatever you want. <laughs> but but the first one, or in this case with the twins, he talks about them all the time. And if he had five or six kids, the sixth one, yeah, what's his name? Yeah, over here. You wouldn't hear anything about him. <laughs> it doesn't say he doesn't love him any less. But when you're a new parent, those kids become the most special thing to you. And I was the youngest of four. Now, one was deceased before I came along. But... I often heard from my sisters how they had such restrictions, and I had zero. I do whatever I want. <laughs> Not that my parents gave up or loved me any less. It's just they got older, and they learned from experience. And they knew that, hey, you can't keep coming down and being over this kid night and day. So I had as much freedom as I could have possibly wanted growing up.
1: So that's, yeah, where that happened, because my brothers and I were uh, closer in age. I mean, you're basically a decade younger than your sisters, right? Correct, yes. And and it was just a couple years in school between each one of us. But what really lightened up in the teenage years, and I was way at college, so I would just hear little snippets from my brothers, and i think, wait a minute, what's going on back there? The car. They got the car at the drop of a hat. I had to write a paper, explain where I was going, when I'd be back, how I'd pay for the gas, why there was no other alternative, and then, maybe, after I got an hour lecture on safety, I could use the car. (laughs) Whereas, my brother is like, I need the car. Why? I'm going to Tijuana. Why? Because, okay, here are the keys. Come on. As a fellow oldest sibling, I commiserate with you. Over four years, DJ. we went from rules, lectures, position papers,
2: to, ah, I'm going to TJ. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's precisely what I'm talking about. Please, you people. What happened when I left? Yeah. That's, that's right the prime example near
1: as I can tell my brother was dancing at two in the morning I don't know what was going on really honor code violations as far as the eye could see yock let's get him on we should we should do this. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about DJ as an older brother. <laughs> oh, he'd light me up like a Christmas tree. We're not getting him on. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 the zone. Stay with us. Coming up. David Locke's gonna join us at 8 o'clock. Radio Voice of the Utah Jazz. Mark Amicone at 8:30, and Michael Katz at 9 o'clock. Right here on 975 and 1280
0: the zone. Let's go! The big show. It's a big deal! With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott.
1: Joining us now, the one and only
0: Frank Layden. You gotta hang in there and be tough. How about those books that you meant to read, or great music that you wanted to listen to, or movies that you
1: wanted to see? This is a time to do those things. How about conversation? To be able to just talk and spend this rare time that we have together, and
0: start to make plans for the future. Maybe it's go back to school, travel to places that you never dreamed of. We're gonna get another chance, and we have to take advantage of it. But don't give up, and it's very important. Have
1: a sense of humor. That's how the irish survived you know we've always had a great sense of humor and a lot of times been able to laugh when others have found it necessary to cry
0: the big show weekdays from two to seven on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network
1: what'd you watch last night we have talked pk about how we prefer the edited highlight packages with interviews with people looking back explaining what's going on as opposed to just watching games, but I found myself as I was channel surfing last night there just seemed to be, and maybe I, I don't know, maybe I just remember it wrong or something, but there just seemed to be way more games on, entire games, not the edited, you know, the night before I had watched Tom at Turnberry and they'd interspersed all these highlights of the British Open with interviews with Tom Watson and Jack Nicholas and other players and it was great but I, I saw uh, they had a lot of college football on last night as I was flipping around and Nebraska capping a 13-0 and season you know Nebraska in the mid-90s went back-to-back championships and they were just on top of the world and all that and some of it really was that easy. The second season, they trailed once, briefly, in the first quarter to Washington State, but on the road to that first title, they had to come from behind in the Orange Bowl against Miami. So, yeah, it's a bowl game, but it's, it's like what BYU faced. It was really a road game. And they're playing number 3 Miami, and they had to score two touchdowns in the fourth quarter and complete a two-point conversion to tie the game up and get the ball back and go down and win it. and Tommy Frazier was on top of his game. Great college players who don't translate to the pros, and you can't judge him for that because, man, Tommy Frazier was awesome in college. He owned that fourth quarter. Nebraska coming back to win it. I only watched the fourth quarter. I could have never made it through the whole game, but I didn't see it
2: until the fourth quarter. Well, especially an offense like Nebraska, you know, you had a Scott Frost. There was a lot of quarterbacks. Ohio State in the Big 12 or Big 10, I should say, to where – you know they ran a type of offense that the pros didn't run so they weren't expected to be at that position in the NFL because it was at a time there was a drastic difference with the quarterbacks that they ran in college and in the Big 12 to Big 8 back then when the, you know guys like him from Oklahoma their quarterbacks weren't going to the pros you know Troy Aikman was an Oklahoma kid commits to Oklahoma plays And then they go back to the system that they said they weren't going to have when he got there. So he transfers, goes to UC Los Angeles, and then ends up going into the Hall of Fame in the NFL because you had to play that style of offense. So there was a ton of quarterbacks at the college level for a good long while. That they had no shot to play quarterback in the pros. Uh, the, who's the kid? Uh, is it Malcolm Perry? Who's the kid from Navy? Yeah, Malcolm Perry, uh, and he was a draft pick. He went in the. Did he go in the sixth round this year? Well, you look at him at Navy, and he was awesome. But he was never going to play quarterback in the NFL because that's not, they don't have the size and they just, the offense doesn't work. So maybe they can move to another position. So a kid like a a Frazier was not that unusual. Now, not that many teams, obviously the service academies still do that, but most of them have some form of passing to where before it was almost exclusively running and the running backs were all that uh, coming out of these places here. And the quarterbacks were too, but they just were never going to translate their game to the pro level. Tommy
1: Frazier played three years and they went 36 and 1. And the one loss was to Florida State in an orange bowl. And they missed a field goal right at the end of the game and lost 18 16. That is an awesome run. And then after him, they kept it going. And I think that might have been the Scott Frost teams that you just referenced, Frost. I think Frost, I think they were back to back quarterbacks. They were fairly close. But they went 60 wins, three losses over five years. That is – so you think, like, the Alabama thing is going to last forever, but these powerhouse programs have runs and then, you know, coaches change and things slip and somebody else has a big run. I mean, Nebraska, it seemed like they would never lose. 60 wins, three losses. That's phenomenal.
2: Yeah, obviously. 16-3. What'd you, yeah. What would you watch? Uh, I flicked around, watched uh, a little bit. Uh, you you had uh, tweeted out in the Pac-12, sends that stuff out about what they're going to have on. So I watched Herm Edwards get all philosophical. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tired of it. and t- To me, I can only really enjoy you being philosophical after a win. Uh, not every time you speak are you profound. And they like to go to Herm to have what they call down there Hermi- Hermisms. So I watched a little bit of that. I was followed up by Bob Baffert, who is a renowned horse trainer, has multiple triple crowns as a trainer, He's an Arizona guy from, I think, from Nogales, which is on the border. Went to the U of A, which would have been north a little bit. They talked about him and and getting what's going on in racing. And I've always been intrigued by why he's been so successful because, obviously, he has been successful. And I have a little bit of background in horse racing, not as much as I used to when I lived in Arizona. It was a much bigger part of my life. And then I flicked over to NBA TV. I always try to hit the uh, NBA TV, MLB Network, NFL Network because you know if they in the off season like for NFL well they would be having documentary type stuff now that you'd get in the off season in MLB and in the off season in the NBA now neither of those networks should be in the off season right now but obviously they're not playing and they showed uh, they had the bad boys uh yeah, basically uh, I, I saw some memory. of channel surfing and, and uh they they showed before that they showed the uh pistons playing the nuggets in some uh some game i don't even know if it was a playoff game or what but they had little pop-ups in the uh during the course of the game right and i think it was like 1983 84 somewhere in there might have been when isaiah was a rookie i'm not really sure but anyway this season i know it was in the early 80s and they put um, one of the pop-ups is the utah jazz led the nba In three-point field goal attempts that particular season with an average of 3.9 a game. And then it said this past season, the Rockets averaged 43 (laughs) three-point shots a game. A difference of 40 shots from that time and that period in the early 80s versus now. And then they and then I, they went into the bad boy deal, and how you know they did that thing where Rodman said Bird wouldn't be anything uh, if he were black, and and Isaiah said oh he'd be just another guy, um, but and they, and that was a seven game series, and the seven game the seventh game in which the Celtics had to win, you know both teams scored in the teens, so I think we have this misnomer that everything was 82-79, to which is not true. That's just not true at all. Now, they hadn't embraced the bad boy image at that point and played fully committed to that style of rough and tumble, although in that series, they had... That was the the thing where Bird and Lambeer were on the ground and Bird was punching Lambeer. They both got ejected. Well, in the next game... Robert Parrish just unloads on Lambeer, throws punches, and neither got ejected. Neither. Neither. Neither was neither were tossed. And Parrish was literally punching Bam- Lambeer, who's a massive human being, to the point where he falls to the ground. And then neither guys. This is basically, got, it's just, oh, you guys knock it off. Yes. <laughs> As opposed to now and there'd that, be an inquiry. That the. Oh, yeah. My gosh, are you kidding me? And Lambeer, he wasn't knocked out, but he wasn't uh, with it for a couple of seconds. And they uh, quoted Ron Rothstein, who was an assistant coach on that team, and he said that the trainer told him after Lambeer got his senses, the only the first thing he said is, did they, inj- did they eject Parrish? <laughs> and, and no, they didn't. Uh, and then Rodman had said this is afterward where he's got the – Jewelry coming out of his mouth And all that stuff So he's the freak that he wa- is later in life And he said about saying that Lambeer or a Bird would uh, be Just another guy if he's black He said, yeah, I didn't really know what I was saying Back then <laughs> 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 Just a quick dismissal
1: eh, Well, eh,
2: it right, happens. <laughs> yeah. Isaiah tries to always Rationalize what he says And he's still running his mouth I guess he said something that uh, Jordan was the fourth best player that he played against, and Isaiah likes to point out that uh, Jordan and the three better the players that he listed better were uh, Magic Bird and Kareem. Yeah, I mean those are three all-time players. Right. The, the three of those guys are. You know, I've got no problem putting them in my all-time top five. Uh, if you if you want. Not saying necessarily that I would, but I'd have no problem that I, I I I would certainly put Magic, and for me I'd put Kareem in there because I'm biased. That's I was living down there and saw him play so many times. Uh, but uh, Isaiah likes to point out that MJ, for all his greatness, never had to beat those guys to win a title in their prime. Now obviously he got Magic at the end in his first one but not in his prime. And Isaiah likes to point out that he had to beat all three of those guys in their primes to get what he needed to accomplish. Mm, Kareem wasn't in his prime when he won, but
1: I get his point. I mean, he is older than MJ, so that, you know, he's going to overlap with those guys more. When I flipped through there, they were going through how uh, Adrian Dantley got traded. And, uh, yes. and when, so they're talking to, you know, the GM at the time, McCluskey, and they're talking to Isaiah and they're talking to Lambier, and there's, there's all these theories and deep thoughts. And then they cut to an interview with AD goes, I didn't like Isaiah. He didn't like me. He got me traded. <laughs> there's no long, there's no long
2: explanation. I'm like, you got to give more than that AD. Or they're not going to have an hour documentary. <laughs> Funny how uh, Adrian Dantley, when they interviewed him, didn't look a whole lot different from when he played. He really didn't. He's not aging. But Joe Dumars, oh, boy. (laughs) If you want to relate it back to the other night, Horace Grant. Uh, Yeah, those guys are eating well. DG
1: and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.